Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. We are ready to make some jokes and drink some Cokes. Uh, today, uh, we have a very uh, special podcast um, because we have uh, companies we haven't had in a while. Uh, Pep is, is still here. Uh, how are you doing, Pep? I'm good. I'm, I'm getting back in the swing of things and, you know, podcasting it up. And I'm excited to be back for another week with a lot of spirit. Yeah, and also here I have uh, the screw himself. Uh, how you doing? Doing pretty well. It's the first time in like a while that I've had hope for the Steelers, and that is a good and a bad thing because there's a good chance they just let me down. But uh, <laughs> guess I'm in it to win it now. Yeah, they're uh, now uh, have a, a, a hold of a playoff spot right now, um, and uh, I think uh, they'll be one of the teams that we're going to talk about. Um, I, I mean, it, it was a pretty crazy week last week. Don't you guys think? Uh, no doubt about it. There are some upsets. There were some crazy games, uh, especially the one last night, uh, which was the best game of the season. Um, that 4 p.m. slot had some exciting games. The 1 p.m. slot had exciting games. It seemed like Red Zone was popping off on Sunday. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great games. A lot of very surprising games, as demonstrated by our picks record this week. Uh, <laughs> Was uh, was not the best week for the pick'em, but uh, was made for some fun football. Um, so I kind of just want to talk about some of the games that happened. Um, so uh, why, don't, why don't we start with one of the best games, one of the most interesting games of the week, uh, the Dolphins and the Colts. Uh, we, uh, we we all took the, 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 the Colts in this one, and yet Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, somehow got it done. The Dolphins' second straight win. Uh, what, what, what do you guys make of this victory? I mean, I like what Terry Bradshaw said and said Ryan Fitzpatrick's probably got another five years in him and maybe six good teams. So, I mean, I think that Fitz magic just keeps coming out. And I feel like he does this every year and we're all counting him out. And then out of nowhere, he just puts a string of games in and then goes back to mediocrity, though. Yeah. I- you know, um, I think uh, Brian Hoyer really gave the Dolphins a really sweet gift of a victory. That game is totally his fault, and it, it really is just yeah. really bad football played by Brian Hoyer, which I guess is the standard of Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I think that's uh, 2019 Brian Hoyer now. But, um, I, 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 I mean, is, is there a case for uh, Fitz, Brian Fitzpatrick for MVP right now? I mean, took the Dolphins from, you know – the worst team ever to a two game winning streak. I think that it deserves him in consideration. Yeah. I mean, he definitely gets the Gus Bradley award at this point in the season, his spirit. I find it hard to be matched. That's very true. I mean, he's uh, I feel like nobody has more fun playing football than Ryan Fitzpatrick. He just loves football, man. Uh, but all right. I, the reason I want to talk about this game really is just because of the Dolphins plan i mean the whole plan this year was that we're going to get rid of all our good players so that we can tank and get the first overall pick uh i don't know that they're going to get the first overall pick now it's looking pretty unlikely at this point uh even if they lose out they might not get it so uh, do you guys think this whole whole tank job by the dolphins is now just down the toilet or do you think they're still it's a good thing for the dolphins uh want to get your guys' take on all right well my take is really i I don't think it's gonna hurt their chances at all there's still a few weeks left to be played and um 
I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of disappointments, but I think the Redskins will get their way out of the picking first, and um, the Jets will obviously win a few games down the stretch, I bet. Um, so I think the Dolphins are still in the – whoa, I, I mean the Bengals. We got to – I forgot about the Bengals for a second, so. Yeah, they got to get two wins. So, I mean, at least I, – I don't know what the strength of schedule is looking like at this point, but, I mean, we still got a lot long ways to go to find out who's going to have the, the better strength schedule. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the Dolphins are going to lose out either. I mean, probably, I don't know, like Mika said he left the Dolphins because he just didn't want to be on a team that was like purposely trying to lose. So it's probably somewhat good for, <laughs> probably somewhat good for team morale to win, but how much the team is really going to even going to be there next year? That's, that's, that's a decent question. So that's exactly what I'm thinking. That's like why I feel like that's why they traded away Minka and those guys because they're like, they wanted to get rid of everybody because they knew everybody was going to be infected with this culture. Um, so like, we want to exterminate everyone who's important. Completely rebuild, and now I, I don't know. I mean, they still have a lot of picks in the first round, so I mean that's good. They'll they'll be able to. I, I, I mean, I think it's okay for them. They'll be fine. Um, the, yeah, but I mean, if they they wanted their quarterback in the future, uh, I don't know if they're just gonna give the give the reins back to Josh Rosen. I mean, that's a that's a possibility. I mean, how many first round picks do they have in the next two years? Uh, in the next two years, they have. Five, I think. So they don't necessarily have to get a quarterback this year if they wanted to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They just uh, they just dra- draft some good players this year and then just have the Josh Rosen their starter, and then they can get the first overall pick next year. Yeah, I mean, you want to fill your guys your your locker room with guys like Josh Rosen, so I don't think they need a QB at all. Just keep <laughs> grooming him for like two more years. <laughs> Maybe one of these days he will get a win. Yeah, and once he gets that win, he'll get like a Mike Glennon contract. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think we've talked enough about this game. I just thought it's you know it's interesting to talk about what the Dolphins are doing, even if it's not really relevant to this season. Um, so why don't we talk about? Why don't we just go straight into what, what was actually the best game of the week? Uh, the Giants and the Jets. I know, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's talk about the Seahawks 49ers, Monday Night Football. Um, uh, so, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, Pep. I think this was probably the best game of the year. Um, what did you – what was your biggest takeaway of the game? My biggest takeaway was San Francisco was in the driver's seat the whole game, and they let Seattle hang around too long. They had so many possessions that they could have capitalized on, more so in the first half and first half of the second quarter. Um, and Seattle just hung around, got that first defensive touchdown to make it 10 to seven. And it it seemed like San Francisco's time of possession and dominant run game was all meaningless at that point. And Seattle just kind of came back and took control. San Francisco obviously came back and tied it up, but I mean, it, that game was theirs for the taking for about three quarters. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what I said uh, in my, in my pick, I picked the 49ers, but I said, now, the 49ers are clearly the better team here. They have the better players, but if they make a few mistakes, then Russell Wilson's going to make him pay, and he's going to win the game. And that's kind of what happened. I, I was ready to to make a speech anointing Russell Wilson at the MVP when he was making that drive in the first possession of overtime. Uh, I mean, I, I was he was 
I, it was so good. He was, you know, throwing, he was throwing the ball to freaking Malik Turner and throwing timing routes to Josh Gordon, who's been there two weeks. I mean, uh, throwing to Jacob Hollister. I mean, Tyler Lockett's on the sideline and he's driving them right down the field, uh, gets a bad in the grass call and still somehow converts on third and 16. Uh, but then he throws a pick. Um, so that kind of went out the window. Um, but he still won the game. I mean, I still think he's definitely in the driver's seat for MVP. Um, I don't think there's any question about that, but uh, it was it wasn't like a great game for Russell Wilson. Uh, I mean, really, all the all the Seahawks points uh, in the in regulation came off turnovers. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, uh, I, I think I think it was still an impressive game by certainly by the Seahawks defense. It was definitely their best game of the year. Jadavion Clowney just wrecked the game yeah he absolutely did and i i picked the seahawks in our pick them because i felt like they were going to face some sort of adversity which in this game it was just the brutal defense that the 49ers have um emmanuel sanders went out but jimmy g still found guys like debo samuel and kendrick Bourne that you picked up for jim and he was making plays and converting and dk metcalf was like actively trying to lose the game he dropped every ball thrown his way he fumbled that ball on that nice run, but fumbled it. I mean, DK Metcalf really tried, but Seahawks overcame the adversity. Uh, Russell found Jacob Hollister a few times. Um, I liked that they didn't abandon Chris Carson in the run game. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer kept running it, even if it was like one or two yard gains. Um, and Rashad Penny fumbled on his one carry. Yep, the best first round pick in Seahawks history, it seems. I mean, and their, their rematch is going to be the last game of the year, so that could easily be for the number one seed, the NFC, if things keep going the way they are. That'd be amazing for a Week 17 game to be for the number one seed and, like, the, the loser becomes, like, a five seed. That, yeah. that, that, that could very well happen. That's, that's that, Madden that 07 well. level, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> when we're all in the same division, just destroying the, the league. Um yeah, I'm, I'm, now I'm already excited for that. Um, all right, any anything else for this game? Do you do you guys? I mean, do, who who do you think ends up taking this division? Oh man, at this point, I, I got to go with the Seahawks. At this point, still, I think I think the Niners can win the division, but I think going into the playoffs, I'd fa- I would favor the Seahawks. I kind of feel the same. Uh, no, I'm, I'll take this. I mean, I took the Seahawks at the beginning of the year, so I'll, I'll just stick with them. Uh, you know, they played this, their second game in, in Seattle. So, I mean, uh, I think they're, it's a good chance Seahawks end up winning that one too. Um, but, yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening where the Niners end up winning, being the number one overall seed, and then the Seahawks get them in the playoffs. Um all right, why don't we talk about the other team in this division? Because um, uh, I don't know if they're making the playoffs at all at this point. Uh, the uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, went to Pittsburgh, and Drew, your Steelers just dropped a hammer on them. I mean, the Jared Goff not looking at looking like that one hundred and ten million guaranteed was well spent. Um, three points for their offense. They they scored. A, defensive touchdown and a safety uh, and ended with 12 points. So that's not, not, not great. And the worst part about that contract is that most of the money actually gets 
it takes up the cap room is next year, and so does Aaron Donalds, and like most of like the big players on the teams apparently cap room like spikes next year. So the, this was pretty much their like big year. They kind of cashed in on we had the team, we can just go back to the Super Bowl again, and now they're in this bad spot where they don't have a no line anymore. And yeah, they could be in a lot of trouble going forward if they don't find a way to come back in this division. Yeah, and their offensive line could even. I mean, Andrew Whitworth could easily retire after this year. I mean, he's he hasn't been as good this year at all. So I mean, I could easily see that happening. And then who are they going to get at, at left tackle? I don't. I doubt anybody good's going to go on the open market. So they don't have a first round pick. Uh, so they they could be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> they already have as many losses as they do last year. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not not looking great for the Rams. Um, what what about your Steelers, Drew? What what do you think uh, think of them? You think they? I mean, do you think they actually can can make the playoffs? I think uh, our schedule is super easy going forward. We play the Browns twice, the Bengals, the Jets, uh, and then the two tough games come up at the end of the season are the Ravens and they have a game against the Bills at home. Mm-hmm. So I think most of those games they could probably win uh, going forward. I think our offense yeah. needs to step up like a ton, but thankfully our defense kind of seems to be able to carry them through everything. Mika Fitzpatrick's kind of been ridiculous. He's five interceptions in seven games, two <laughs> yeah. touchdowns, two fumble recoveries. I yeah. Mean, uh, looking like a pretty good trade for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, but if uh, if they had a quarterback, then I think they they could be re- very dangerous. But I don't know. I mean, they can definitely get a wild card spot because the AFC is not great. I, I mean, I think the I, I don't know that I trust any of the teams vying for a wild card spot in the in the AFC. So uh, I don't know. I they can get one. Um, but uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Them playing against the Browns this uh, this Thursday night. Yeah. Prime time. I will say um, the Steelers, the coaching job Mike Tomlin and his staff have done to get them to win four straight with Mason Rudolph, uh, really impressive. And the way they suffocated the Rams on Sunday is a little bit like how the Rams got suffocated in uh, those last few regulation games last season. Uh, I, one, one thing I don't get about the Rams is we all understand Sean McVay's a genius, but he's not doing Jared Goff any favors. We know their line is weak and teams are blitzing the heck out of them. So why not just at least give him like a pistol formation instead of giving them the predictable single back trips, right? Trips left every play. And you, That's you take Todd Gurley out of the whole fourth quarter. You don't use him in the fourth quarter. It was just bizarre. They're a frustrating team to watch. Cooper Cup had zero catches during the entire game, too. Best best third down receiver in the game. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely not a great game of the Rams' offense. They had they had fifteen possessions, ended up with three points. That's that's a lot of possessions for a game. I know most people probably don't know how many possessions are in a normal game, but like you just think about it. There's you know there's sixty minutes in a game. If each team has 15 possessions, that's two minutes per possession. That's uh, those pretty short possessions. So 15 is a lot, and they still ended up with only three points. Um, I feel yeah. like Tomlin should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. He has no Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell, lost Ben, lost James Conner, lost Benny Snell, and then 
had Devlin Hodge as their third string quarterback play for two games, and they're still in the wild card. I think that's quite impressive. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I don't know that I give him that much credit for you know for this defense being great. Like he had he had many years to make this defense a good defense. And, sure. <laughs> hasn't been until really this year, yeah. um, and and they and they've had a lot of talent. So I mean, I I I guess he's in the running, but I, I definitely put some other coaches over him. Um, particularly, why, why don't we talk about the the guy I think is in the in the lead for coach of the year at this point? I think it's, it's John Harbaugh, their uh, division rival there, and uh, I, I you know I want to I don't want to talk about the game too much because you know Ravens beating the Bengals is. Uh, isn't that interesting? But the way they just destroyed it. I mean, the, is anybody better at, like, dominating terrible teams than the Ravens? Like, <laughs> they destroyed the Dolphins in week one. Remember last year in week one when they just – they played Nathan Peterman and the Bills in week one and uh, absolutely ran up, ran up the score uh, on them? I mean, that was with Joe Flacco, too. I mean, the Ravens just uh, know how to beat up on these, uh, these bad teams. Uh, but Lamar Jackson looked uh, – Amazing that that run that spin move that that was awesome. That spin move will be on America's game if they end up winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> that spin move is going to be replayed, not to the extent of the Odell Beckham catch, but pretty close. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, Ryan Finley did not have a great game. Surprisingly, um, it, it wasn't that uh, preseason stud that he was. Uh, Back then, so uh, I, 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 maybe Reed was right that he's, uh, he's, he can't, his ceiling is Mike Lennon. Uh, surprisingly, uh, our unpaid intern was is not on the on the podcast today. How good is the Ravens' defense right now? I think they're well. I mean, it's hard to tell against the Bengals, but um, I mean, since they got Marcus Peters and they got Jimmy Smith back, they've been they've been pretty a lot better. Um, was that before the Browns game, or was that after the Browns game? Uh, that was well after. It was it was only like two weeks ago. That okay. they, uh, they, so they, after that, they, they beat the Seahawks and beat the Patriots, and then now they're beating the Bengals. Um, but, uh, yeah, I and mean, they've scored, what, five, four, four touchdowns in there? Or, no, they scored, yeah, they scored five touchdowns in those three games. Five defensive touchdowns. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh that's uh that's pretty good. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh Mar- Marcus Peters has two, Marlon Humphrey has two, and uh, they got a uh, Ty's Bauer Tab Bowser has one. Um yeah, so I, I think the Ravens are uh, are good contenders next week. Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. That's gonna be fun. That is gonna be fun. Who would you like, rather have right now? You could have one of the two quarterbacks. Come on, now. you know I'm going to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I love watching Lamar Jackson. Too, but yeah, Deshaun Watson is definitely my guy. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely take Deshaun Watson. What, what about you, Pep? Uh, right now I take Lamar Jackson. Uh, Short sighted. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, why don't we move on to one of the other games I want to talk about. Uh, how about uh, – fine, we can talk about the Chiefs. Um, yeah, this was a bit of a surprise. Patrick Mahomes' return, uh, he looked uh, pretty good. Uh, but somehow, uh, 
the, the Titans are, are a little more fun now with Ryan Tannehill. Who would have thought that Ryan Tannehill would make a team more fun to watch? Um, but, yeah, I think I might say a little bit more about Marcus Mariota than Ryan Tannehill, but uh, I just had to get that Marcus Mariota shot. I, I, miss, I miss it. You know, it's, it's tough with him out of the lineup now. I don't get to, to make fun of him as much. Um, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but this, this was definitely a surprise. Um, I think it all kind of changed with that Damian Williams fumble that led to the Titans touchdown. Um, what, what, what did you, uh, were, were, did you, did you think that this was even a chance of this happening? Uh, I did, Alex. I told you the day before I was like, I just, I feel like Derrick Henry is going to have one of those weird Derrick Henry days. And sure enough, yeah, you did, you did that one. sure enough, Derrick Henry rushes for 188 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, did you put him in your uh, daily fantasy lineup? I put him in my, uh, you know, that three-man fan duel I was telling you about? Yeah. He was my MVP, so I won six bucks on three dollars. Oh, nice. so. I, I, had, I had a nice nice lineup, too, when I, but it was like my, a couple guys let me down. I start, I, I got the bargains right with Darius Slayton and Christian Kirk. They both freaking killed it. But then uh, I'd start David Montgomery. He sucked, and some other people have sucked, but I, I won like eight bucks out for putting in three. So, hey, just got to finish green. Just got to finish green. Um, yeah, I, I will yeah. say, yeah, the Titans are a little more fun now. Uh, Ryan Tannehill just has the keys to the franchise, it seems, and he's uh, he's he's making a little case for them to make the wild card. They're still in the hunt there. Yeah, for sure. It's just wide open in the in the AFC after the I feel like the, the divisions are kinda on lockdown. I I mean I guess the Chiefs, you know, the Raiders are kinda threatening the Chiefs, but nobody really thinks that they can they can win that. Um and you know, the Colts are right behind the Texans, but again they, they just lost to the Dolphins, so not I was just so happy to see Brian Tannehill put his shoulder down on that two point conversion and just go for it himself. That was but yeah. that's, that's a cool team message to the rest of the team that he's right in there with him, just willing to risk his health. To... It was. Yeah, I, I don't think he's too worried about his future NFL career. So. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate him giving us some fun Titans football, um, even if it does mess up our picks sometimes. Um, yeah, I think the Titans have a, do have a real shot for that for that wild game. You know, I, I thought they weren't going to make it to 9-7 and seven this year, but – you know, it looks like they're gonna they could make it four straight years for nine and seven. Oh, uh, why don't we talk about another even more surprising game? Um, Falcons over the Saints. Um, yeah, it was the biggest upset of the year according to Vegas. Um, so I I I, I can't completely agree with that. I think it was clearly the biggest upset of the year. Falcons had been. Just terrible, and I, the Saints were rolling. They're coming off the bye. We thought they had Drew Brees back. They had Alvin Kamara back. I I predicted this be a huge blowout uh, against that terrible Falcons defense, and uh, it was not. The Falcons won handily. Yeah, I mean, I only saw some red zone cutaways to that game, but. Um... It seemed like the Falcons were just playing with nothing left to lose. And it's one of those weird NFC matchup games where the Falcons just got the best of the Saints that day. Um, it's a little weird that Alvin Kamara is kind of, his production's kind of halted lately. 
Yeah, I feel like he's probably not a hundred percent. I I think that uh, yeah, I, I watched this. I went back and watched this game to see what you know what happened exactly. Um, so I, I I think it was mostly it was mostly kind of fluky. Like the 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 Falcons the Falcons play, played well. Like they they were on on offense. They really just controlled the ball. They were having these long drives without. Any big plays, just just matriculating the ball down the field, so the the, the Saints didn't get a lot of get a lot of possessions, um, and they were running the ball well. Their offensive line played a lot better than it has uh, throughout the rest of the previous season. But I didn't feel like the Saints' defense was like was was playing poorly. Um, with the, it, the game kind of changed when Marshawn Lattimore went out. Uh, he was he was really locking down Julio Jones um, like he has been the past you know, since really week three. Um, but I, I, and, and their offense, I, I didn't think their offense was terrible. They, they just can't get anything going when Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas isn't dominating. They had, Michael Thomas had like 180 receiving yards or something close. He had some, he had a hundred and something yards. He had a big game. Yeah. I mean, Michael Thomas is, is amazing. He's, he's going to, he's going to get his every game, but like nobody else can step up, um, so, I mean, it's. It, I think. I think the one thing I take from the Saints, uh, I don't. I don't think they're in trouble by any means. I think they're still one of the best teams in the NFC. But I think. Uh, I think we all kind of looked at the Saints while they were playing with Teddy Bridgewater, thinking, you know, we we looked at them like this is the, such a great team because they're winning and like they're going to be so much better once Drew Brees comes back. I don't really. No, that's true. I think they're like kind of the same team that they were with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Drew Brees is worse than Teddy, but I don't think he's like that much better at this point in his career. Um, I think they're kind of the same offense that they were with Teddy Bridgewater, and like we think, oh, they had such impressive wins with Teddy. That's fine. I mean, they they put up what twelve points against the Cowboys. They put up thirteen points against the Jags. Like they're, I, I don't know that they're great great offensive team they're they have a good offensive line and they've got some great players in Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas but they don't have they don't have anybody besides that and I don't know that Drew Brees is the same player he, he once was yeah it seems like the Saints uh kind of hit a wall like they did last year I'm not going to compare the 2018 Saints to these Saints but you know at the latter half of the season last year they kind of Drew Brees' play kind of went downhill a little bit, and they were scoring less points. And this is becoming more of a defensive team, but also defenses are finding ways to to stop these guys on offense outside of Michael Thomas getting his, like you said. Uh, there's just really nobody there to step up. What, what do you want, Jared Cook to have Oakland days? Because that's not possible. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I've been capping. And and group the Falcons credit. I feel like they they were playing for their head coach. They knew they had just been completely terrible on defense, and they had to you know they they played hard in this game. I didn't think they were dominant by any stretch, even though they they got six sacks, which was which was impressive. But I, I felt like they were. It wasn't like they were just getting loads of pressure on Drew Brees the whole game. I I didn't think they they got some timely sacks uh, and. Uh, Brady Brady Jarrett is a beast. I mean, he's been great all season, but the rest of the Falcons' pass rush kind of sucks. So I, I, I'm not expecting a huge bounce back from the Falcons, but uh, that I, it was a good game, good rivalry game. So uh, why don't we talk about another game? 
Browns versus Bills. Um, I think this one was uh, Browns were favored and they uh, they lived up to it. I guess. I mean, it was a close game. Easily could have gone the other way, but uh, the but the the Browns pulled it out. Um, were were you guys surprised the Browns were able to finally uh, beat somebody? Personally, I was because Freddie Kitchens apparently just forgets how to call plays once he gets into the red zone. They had four field goals. It's just kind of yeah. ridiculous. They had on they on their first like twelve goal to go plays. Uh, they had zero yards, so uh, that was that was not great. Uh, I don't think the Browns' red zone offense was that much better. They ran like eight consecutive plays at the two yard line and didn't score. Once. Yes. That's who we were talking about. Oh, okay. I thought you were still sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I hate it when teams just go in the jumbo package with no receivers on the goal line. It just it never – it's never a good idea. Like, you're going to have a better chance if you just put a, put a couple of receivers out there and spread them out. That's the – putting putting all tight ends just limits your option and – you can't. It's it's just easier to and he, and then they run a pitch to Nick Chubb on fourth and goal. I hated it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I like the Browns. I, I expected the Browns to lose that game pretty badly because the Bills' defense have been so good and Baker had been on a downslide for a while. So I was surprised that they were actually able to win a close game like that against a good defense. Yeah, Baker came up clutch, uh, did uh, almost had a fumble for, for, recovered for a touchdown, but they called an incomplete pass, uh, which, which, which it was. It was, a, it was a correct call, but a little bit of a mishap there. And, and Kareem Hunt played pretty well in his first game back. Uh, I, I, thought they, I thought they used him well. Like, uh, I mean, I think he and Nick Chubb are easily two of the best three players on their offense, so they, they got to get, get them both involved. I'm just proud he didn't go kick a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 had to, they they have some extra protection around their cheerleaders, but uh, it's fine. Uh, he's a good football player, so that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> all right, why don't we talk about the Sunday night game? Uh, I I enjoyed this one for sure. Uh, Vikings Cowboys, uh, definitely an intense NFC showdown. Um, what what you guys make of the matchup? Yeah, it lived up to its hype, didn't it? Uh, I was a I was a naysayer of Kirk Cousins, but he pulled it off, and I learned a lot about that Vikings team and how much it really relies on Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, the the pitch plays are just brutal; like they will kill defenses. And then if you want to dump it out in the flat to Dalvin Cook on a screen play or or even just on on a wheel route, you can do that. And Dalvin Cook is. Uh, just a few yards away from a thousand rushing yards, I, I was really impressed by him the whole game. Um, uh, Kyle Rudolph was just seemingly only catching touchdown passes and nothing else, but it worked for them. Um, yeah, it was an it was an impressive a uh, impressive game, and I was impressed by C.J. Ham, the fullback. Yeah, uh, always gotta love when the the fullback gets some some praise by the broadcast. Um, yeah, I thought the I thought the Vikings played played exceptionally well. Um, I, I agree with you. Dalvin Cook was was a beast. I, I like how they asked him after the game, like if he's uh, if like he has extra motivation to get those nine yards he needs for a thousand yard season next week. And I, I, I was like, 
you should have just responded. He's like, you think I'm only going to get nine yards next week? Like, I think that'd be disappointing for me if I got nine yards. I knew he was, he was doing that again. But I, I just thought that was kind of a dumb question. Um, Kirk has won all of his uh, primetime games this season. It's quite impressive. Yeah. So uh, can we can we put that narrative to rest, or are we still going to bring it up every time? Yeah, it's, it's probably, it probably is going to get brought up every time. But uh, I was impressed by Dak Prescott, mostly his pregame warm-up. But he did pretty well <laughs> in the game, too. He was looking pretty pretty good. He's been improving a lot this season. I'm actually pretty proud of him, his development as a quarterback. I feel like he's gotten a little smarter with the ball as time has gone on, which is cool to see. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's played really well this season. I thought he played well this game. Um Cowboys often still move the ball very well in this game, um, but like they have all season. They converted like 80% of the first downs, third downs or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but they didn't convert the one that mattered at the end, um, which is a very Cowboys thing to do. So, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Zeke just really needs to get going for this offense to really click. I mean, it's been they've been a passing offense, which is weird for the Cowboys. It's weird. A lot, I feel like a lot of running backs that have shined in the last few years have really been like dull this season. They got uh, Ezekiel Elliott's been fading a lot. Alvin yeah. Kamara's been fading a lot. David Johnson's faded a lot. Le'Veon Bell has been fading a lot. All these yeah. star running backs have been like slowly dying out. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a product of, you know, them getting hit a lot on every play. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, running backs are fine. They have very a lot of longevity in the league. Uh, you should pay them a lot of guaranteed money on long-term contracts. Smart, smart football teams do that. Yeah, David um, Johnson looked about forty percent on Sunday, if that. Uh, yeah, had a negative fantasy points, so that's always good. Yep, he started him. Great, it was great. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing. I was impressed by the Vikings' defensive line stopping Zeke and keeping him in check Sunday night. That was a huge factor. Oh yeah, absolutely. I and the, they mentioned on the broadcast how that you know that was kind of their plan. They're just going to stop Zeke, make Zach Dak beat him. Uh, he did. Kind of, he did. You know, he he made some plays, but at the end, end of the day, they they got the stop they needed. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought the Vikings should have taken some timeouts on that last possession to try to get the ball back, but yeah, it worked out. They trusted the defense, and it worked out. Um, any other games we want to hit? Uh, what about the Packers-Panthers? Uh, that was a fun game in the snow. Um, anything uh, any, anything you learned from that game? I feel like it was, it was pretty it, – it was, it was a great game. But I feel like uh, it's kind of what we expected. Packers Packers ended up winning. It was a close game. Panthers almost had it there at the end. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was still a beast, and uh, uh, yeah, I think Packers Packers offense got pretty much back on track. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head, and I would have said the exact same thing. Did a uh, Orn play? That's a good question. I have no idea. I know he suited up at least, but I don't know if he actually. I'm played. sure he played. Well, he suited up. I'm sure he played. Um, they, they, the Packers have been calling for Blake Martinez to be bent, so uh, they they might uh, maybe Warren will be the best linebacker on that team. Uh, who knows? Or maybe it'll just be another liability, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think the Packers defense still I still have some concerns about them, um, even though they they made some plays. 
Um, and that's what they do. I mean, and that might be good enough for them. Their, their defense will make plays, but they're just not also going to allow a lot of yards. Some scores, so uh, yeah, it, it just depends. If their offense can beat what it was when Aaron Rodgers was hot, then that's not a problem. That's all the defense needs to do. Do you, so? Question: Do you, who do you, who do you think wins that division, Pep? Uh, Packers or Vikings? I'm still going to go with the Packers, uh, even though they had a kind of close one with the Panthers. Um, I, I just still have a good feeling about this team with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Uh, it was a little worrisome seeing uh, everybody behind Devontae Adams on the Packers uh, wide receiver uh, chart, but uh, they found ways to win, a.k.a. riding Aaron Jones for a little bit, and then they put in Jamal Williams, and Jamal Williams was rolling for a little bit. I like their running back committee right now, uh, and they're just finding ways to move the ball on offense with whoever and wherever. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams might be one of the best running back tandems in the league right now. Um, they, they've, they've been killing it, especially in fantasy. But uh, Aaron Jones, freaking 14 touchdowns. It's crazy. Uh, still not, like, amazing in terms of yards, but uh, he's, he's definitely been explosive and been one of the best playmakers. Um uh, that was kind of. Was there any other game you wanted to talk about? I feel like we we hit on most of the most of the big ones. Yeah, I, I think that's about it. Unless we want to like talk about Buccaneers, Cardinals, or games of that caliber. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was really bad against the the Lions, even though he threw three touchdowns. He had 180 yards. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that was that's pretty pretty. That was just a sad game. I mean, he uh, he beat Jeff Driscoll. Okay, are we really <laughs> going to talk about that game? No. Yeah, it, he had 108 yards against one of the worst uh, uh, defenses <laughs> in the league. So, um, it was it, it was it was not not a good game for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think the Cardinals Bucks was were, was pretty fun. Uh, Kyler Murray. Had some big plays to Christian Kirk. Um, yeah, Christian Kirk finally got going. Um, I, I don't know that he really just mostly made most of his big plays, but still, it's uh, nice to have the Cardinals have some receiver. And I'm sure it's against the Bucks, who just cut Vernon Hargraves this week. So uh, today, um, so their secondary is in shambles. Um, Kyle Murray has a record for most. Uh, uh, throws without an interception as a rookie quarterback. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not surprising. He's he's been great this year. I, I think uh, if he 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 deserves some consideration for rookie of the year. I feel like Kyle Murray doesn't get for a number one overall pick who was you know as highly touted as he was, and I I think like he's not really talked about that much. It does deserve a little little more recognition. I mean, he he played so well this Sunday that he got a guy fired. And uh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, mind you, it's Bernie uh, Hargreaves, but still. <laughs> yeah, and the and the Bucks still won the game, so I mean, I, I don't think we should pray it, praise him too much. But how uh, do you get fired after you win a game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. Uh, but yeah, I think the I, I, it, it was a fun fantasy game. I, I, I'd like to see Chris Godwin get going a little bit more. OJ Howard finally scored a touchdown. Yeah, you were sh- uh, you were shocked. Was, I was. I started him in a couple leagues, and it it, it actually worked out. Uh, 
very proud. Don't know if I'm going to, uh, probably going to have to start him next week, but not, not really expecting him to repeat that. Just the Cardinals are terrible against tight ends. Um, yeah, I think uh, there, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up since we didn't talk about it before. Uh, last week, we were kind of like no Redskins talk, um, but they did, you know, we, we did skip over the fact that they announced Dwayne Haskins going to be the starter for the rest of the season. Um, so how, how do you feel about that, Ben? Uh, let's, just, let's just ride this sinking ship. I was telling someone <laughs> last night, every single Redskin, every single person in that organization is on a different page of a different Harry Potter book in a different chapter. Everybody's on some sort of page but nobody is on the same page at all in that organization. And I just, I feel bad for Dwayne Haskins. He's just going to get set on fire probably for the rest of the season. And, you know, welcome to DC, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty rough. I mean, whew, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I believe in Dwayne Haskins to really become anything in the NFL. Like he's just been so bad. I mean, I guess why not start him to see if he can improve at all. I guess he slightly improved uh, in his last game against against the Bills. Like, he wasn't as horrific as he's been in previous games, but still didn't really do anything. Um, I was telling Alex this week, I only have ever seen him, like, this <laughs> This truly just destroyed ever. Like, awesome question about the Redskins, and he'll just, like, no emotion. He's just, he's just a broken man from this season. I've oh. never seen him. It's rock bottom. It's just rock bottom from the owner to the management to the players to coaching. I mean, you know, nobody is helping Dwayne Haskins out in this organization. No coaching, no player. Mind you, Adrian Peterson threw a few bills off of him in that last game, but that that's about all the offensive help he had. And you can't hey, just hey, go hey. you can't just go and yeah. say Terry McLaurin is yeah. gonna, you know, keep yeah. catching all these passes. I mean, he, why can why can I not? Are you just saying he's not a any help? Terry McLaurin is is a beast uh, and definitely helped him out. Um, I'm starting this week, by the way, against against the Jets. Come on, I, Terry McLaurin's gonna have a day. I I he's hope he does. Him. I really hope he does. Between Haskins doesn't just horribly miss him on every throw. Um, yeah, I, I I hope so too. Um, but you know, maybe he can lead us to the first overall pick and get our next quarterback. <laughs> and then we can trade him for a second rounder to the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, yeah, second rounder well spent there, Dolphins. Um, all right. Um, why don't why don't we close it out here with our overreactions? Um, why don't we start with uh, Screw? All right, I got I got an overreaction. I came up with from during the middle of this podcast. So my overreaction is that both of the Saints' losses had them with Drew Brees in zero losses with Teddy Bridgewater. Time to put him in. Drop the old man. Go with the young blood. Ooh, that that's a good one. I mean, uh, they they did lose the Rams like after Drew Brees went out. And uh, went in. But yeah, he technically started the game. So yeah, sure. <laughs> it was your readers' fault. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> um, all right, I, I, I like that overreaction. It's uh, I, I don't think many people would go go with that, but I, I don't think it's completely crazy. By the way, it's it's 
definitely possible that Drew Brees might just be done, but we'll see. Um, Pep, you have an overreaction? Oh, yeah. Um, guys, Darius Slayton and Golden Tate, are they the best receiving duo in the NFL? These guys, <laughs> forget a Sterling Shepard, waste of money, burn it, dude. We've got Benny at wide receiver three. I mean, these guys, two touchdowns apiece on Sunday. Who needs Saquon? Uh, they didn't win the game, but pretty impressive stuff. <laughs> yeah, Golden Tate and Darius Slate invested. Yep, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I agree. That is an overreaction. Yep, that, that definitely is an overreaction. Um, yeah, screw Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, or Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs there. Yeah, clearly Golden Tate and Darius Slate. Um, all right, who? What am I going to go with? I, I I'm going to go with. Um, so my reaction is about the Packers. Um, I think their offense, while it looked better in this game, I thought I still think it wasn't quite what it what it has been in the past. Uh, you know, a few weeks before the Chargers game. Obviously, they were terrible in the Chargers game. Uh, so I'm going to say that uh, Devonte Adams ruins the Packers offense. Uh, ever since he he came back for that Chargers game, offense terrible. wasn't good this week either. I mean, they were they were killing it while he was out. Uh, Jake Kumaro and uh, Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling all making plays. Uh, now now they're doing nothing. Um, so I, I think uh, I think it's his fault, uh, and uh, that's why the Packers' offense is uh, is struggling. They they weren't that good at the beginning of the season either because. It's, it's right when uh, Devontae Adams leaves the game that, that they start hitting on all cylinders. Shame on you, Devontae. Shame on you for being healthy. Yep, it's his fault. All right, that's my overreaction. I think that about does it for us. Uh, thought it was thought it was a good podcast, guys, even if uh, we uh, missed some games this week. Um, but uh, it's fun football. All right. So let's close this thing out for Screwballs, Pep the Chap, and I'm your host, uh, Ox. Uh, We will see you next time.